if you have your Bible. And I hope that you do join me this morning in Acts chapter 3. We're going to shift across um, to the New Testament and look at an account in Acts that really, 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 if I could say that enough, speaks to us and our idea as a church and our, our approach to 2022 and our whole, uh, I guess approach is the right word, to what we're going to do this year. And a couple of things just to walk you through real quick because some of you haven't been with us and it's, it's good. Repetition is good. I'm married to a teacher and I've learned that through the years. Sometimes that repetition thing is a good thing. So our verse for the year as a church, we have a verse. And that was the one that I shared with you a couple of minutes ago. Proverbs 16, 3. And I'll get Karen to switch that up on the screen for us. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. And that's been who we have been as a church since we started. And we're still, we're still infants. I mean, think about it. We started in September of 2021. And... Karen and I talk about this a lot. Sometimes that feels like we've been doing this for like 10 or 15 years. And then we stop and we realize we've been going for four months, five months, whatever, whatever it equates to. And, but it's, it's all been, everything that we've done has been designed for and fitted to, and, and, and I don't want you to think that I'm saying that I'm trying to manipulate things, but as God leads us and God directs us and he's called us, we're doing the things that he's calling us to do, and we commit has been part of who we've been all along. So I just thought it was very appropriate that for this year we adopt that word as our word of who we are committed to him and everything that we do is committed works to him and in his call and in his plans and he's going to set the course for us and you know again we're kind of in it, it seems like this yo-yo now for two years of ups and downs and ups and downs and I don't know which way we are right now because if you look at the graph we're up but the way some of us feel I think we're we're down so whichever side of the the perspective if you're a half full or a half empty person you know we're we're still on that on that yo-yo but we're committed to what God has called us to do and as a church everything that we do this year like any other time, but everything that we do this year is in our commitment to the Lord. And that, that definition, because you guys, if you haven't learned anything yet, you know that I love dictionaries. Bind to a certain course to connect, to entrust, or all in. All in approach. As we do what he's called us to do, we're in. And we're, we're ready to go. And we don't know what it's all going to look like. And man, that's scary, right? Because we don't have a clue. Who would have ever thought, and praise God that we're here, but who would have ever thought we would have been having church in a catfish restaurant? 
I never had that as a thought. But because we came here for dinner one night, and we met Sarah, who introduced us to Cheryl, who introduced us to Jennifer, here we are. And, and this is perfect. It, it's perfect. This is going to be a great place for us, uh, committed to what we're doing, to be together and to grow together. And every once in a while, I'll walk right out that door and have some really good food when we're done. Uh, but we're, you know, who would have ever thought, but trusting God, here we are. And that's just the beginning of the year, amen, just the beginning of the year. And our slogan, I used it a second ago, and especially for the Ross family, Karen thought this was the cheesiest thing I ever said in my life, but it's starting to actually, it's starting to stick with her now, much to do in 22. And we're not making a big deal out of what we're doing, but we have a lot of work to do in 2022. So you're going to hear that, you're going to see that um, over and over and over and over again. And if I ever, I want to challenge you to this, if you ever see me or hear me straying from that, remind me, don't, don't let me get lazy in my commitment and the work that we have to do. Point that out to me as well. I, I would love you for that. And then just real quick, did you all, I think, I know, Charles, you and I need to talk for sure. The Facebook, the private Facebook page is up. Um, I think most, I know, have connected. You, okay. And I got to make sure, Charles, I, are, if you're active and because I've got to friend you and then got to get you connected. So we... Okay, so we need to get you, you'll get a friend request, so, and we'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get you on, but, okay, I'll find you too, Donnie, I haven't searched for you, but I'll find you, but the whole idea for that Facebook page is, again, in, in our commitment to what we're doing and the work that we're doing together, that's our place, not just for information, because I'm still going to harass you with some text every once in a while. But that Facebook page is the place that we can go. And just like we did together this morning where we were sharing from James and John and Romans and Proverbs, as you're reading and as God is speaking to you, go to that Facebook page, that private page, and post that for us and share how God's speaking to you. Share with us what we need to pray for. There's lots of things that we all need prayer for. That's, it's a private group. Only us as members will see it. It's not going to go out uh, to everybody in, in the stratosphere. But it'll be our place where we can be more in tune with each other, with our scattered lives for what's going on and how the Lord is working and how we need each other. So use that page, please. I'll, uh, I'll be using it as well. I, I've done a couple of howdies. But... Um, You'll start to see some more posts on there, but, but use that, okay? And then last week, and, and it, it really it fits exactly what we're talking about, that commitment and where we are on the yo-yo. You know, we were, we were in Proverbs chapter 30 last week. And, and again, building on and talking about being committed, and we read those words from someone who admitted in the word as we looked at it, did not know the Lord, and was actually crying out to the Lord and used the words, I'm tired. 
I'm tired. And, you know, that's, I know for all of us, again, in, in the whirlwind and in all the things that are going on, it can be so easy for us just to give in and just to quit fighting and exhaustion starts to build up from all the battles and all of the struggles. Anybody besides me kind of feel like that? You know, it's just, it's like, it's like we, we go to work or we go to do things or we, we whatever, and it's just like one more thing. And, you know, I, I bet some of you do too. You come home and it's your first, the first words out of your mouth Instead of hello to whoever you get to spend some time with, the first words instead of hello are, you're not going to believe this. Anybody else? I hear it a lot um, at my house. You're not going to believe this. But here, here's the, the key to that for all of us in our commitment is to stop trying to live on our own. We're going to be physically tired in the world we live in. There's nothing that we can do about that. That's part of life. We're going to be tired. But in our walk with the Lord, we've got to stop trying to do all these things on our own and live in Him and trust Him. And we talk about that all the time. I tell you that all the time about, you know, trust God. And it's, it's easy to say and it's not always easy to do. And please know from me, I understand that. I'm not standing up here as the guy sharing with you saying, you ought to, because I got all this together. I'm the guy telling you, I'm watching you, and I don't know how you get through some of the things you're going through because I'm struggling. And we've got to lean on him. And like we did last week, we've got to recollect not recollect all the stuff going on, but just recollect and center on Him. And what that requires of us sometimes is just to stop. Just stop. And just let Him speak and let Him have control. Because tribulations are going to come. But He is our peace. And we've just got to sit in that sometimes and it's not easy trust me I get it I get it so for this week again this is kind of this wasn't the intention for this to turn into a series um, because as I've, I've shared with some of you I've got a couple of series planned that were supposed to start the first of the year but I kind of pushed them forward with everything that's going on because I wanted us all to be back together again before we start digging into what does it mean to be. And, and it, 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 everything's not tied in membership. But what does it mean to be part of a body? What does it mean for us to be a part of a church? Membership will come up in that. And then we're going to spend some time also after that. And we're going we're gonna to talk about baptism salvation what does it mean to surrender your life to christ and follow in baptism what is the significance of that and it'd be a great opportunity for us all to invite people to come uh, that are that have questions don't understand don't know why um, and to come with us anytime is a great time to invite somebody um, but especially then so that they can understand hopefully understand a little bit more about all of these things that we talk about 
Because the church is real good about throwing words around. And a lot of times those words confuse people because they don't have a clue. Or there was something in their past that some of those words caused some damage. And trying to live up to a standard caused them to leave and, and to turn from the church. Because the church sounds, today, kind of sounds like a bad word. But we want people to understand that this is a place of peace and rest and trust and community and togetherness. So anyway, those, those things are coming. So this has kind of turned into an, an impromptu series of its own, but continuing our talk about commit and commitment, commitment. This morning we're going to talk about opportunity. Anybody ever use that word, opportunity? You have an opportunity to do something? Opportunity, and of course you know I'm going to define it. A set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. A set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. Right along with that, a chance. An opportunity is a chance, right? An opportunity is a favorable time. And an opportunity, most often, opportunities are the right conditions, especially in our walk with God, the right conditions for God to do something with us, through us, in us, that sometimes in all the busyness that's going on around us, we'll miss opportunities because what we sometimes think of opportunities as, I'm guilty of this, we think of an opportunity as an interruption because it's not what we had planned and it's not what we had on the docket and a lot of times opportunities will spring up out of nowhere and they will change the course of what we're doing and what we have planned to do and I'm afraid we miss what we have in front of us because we don't really see the opportunity or the chance or the favorable time or the conditions that have been put together right in front of us and orchestrated for us to do something and we miss an opportunity. So let's go to the Word again, Acts chapter 3, and see an account um, that takes place right after what we know is, is the beginning of the church right after Pentecost and right after the Holy Spirit is, has come. And, and we see Peter and John and, and look at the opportunity that presents itself to these guys. And we're, we'll talk a little bit maybe about the opportunity, but also about the approach and, and the differences in these guys versus us. Starting in verse 1, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I know it probably is a little bit different um, than what you, you have there. Um, As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so that he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. 
The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and he helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Verse 9, all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized that this was the lame beggar that they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Now, let's, let's just kind of talk about this from the perspective of, of opportunities. You know, Peter and John, again, lots of, lots of things have, have just transpired, but they're on the way to the temple to pray. And if you've ever studied Jewish traditions and, and, and know the things that they held tightly to, they went three times to the temple each day to pray. Usually in simple terms, about 9 a.m., about 3 p.m., and then in the evening. Uh, but they would go to pray. And the beautiful gate, as, as it's referred to here in the Scripture, that was the preferred entrance to the temple. That was the high traffic spot. That's where lots of people were coming in and out. So think about for this man, this man that couldn't walk. He, he spent his time in that perfect spot, um, to be helped and we're not going to we're not going to criticize him for for seeking help he had an opportunity and he found the place he knew that was his best place and the best chance for him so he would take the opportunity every day to go and then there's peter and john and this is for us where for us in our commitment and much to do in 22 this is for us where our challenge is Peter and John are on the way to the temple to do by custom what they know they're supposed to do. And again, no criticism to them. I don't know if they were doing it just because it was the time to do it and it was that routine or if they were, they were anxious to go and to get there. But they were headed to the temple to pray. They, they had an appointment. They had a commitment. They had a place to be. And then they had an opportunity this man cried out to them. Of course, we could talk a lot about the whole discourse there about who had what to give to who and, and all of those kind of things. But we do know that they had something to give, and that was to take that opportunity that God had given them, the opportunity, the choice, the chance, the place that God had put them, the interruption to their schedule, and they had an opportunity, and they took it. They took the time, and, and it tells us, they, they told, Peter told him to get up, and they raised him up, and he, he was healed, and began to praise God. And, and I'm not saying that we're going to heal somebody I don't know that we can't. Uh, the Holy Spirit can do amazing things. But what, what I'm saying is that these guys took the opportunity to share Jesus Christ with someone that interrupted 
their routine. They took the opportunity. So what it means for us and our commitment, everybody matters. Everybody matters. Think about it this way as you go to work, you go to school, you go to the store, you go to wherever it is that you go. How many people, Heath, how many people do you walk by every day and you don't see them? How many people do you walk by every day and you don't allow them to interrupt your schedule? We have untold opportunities and what we have to do in our commitment to the Lord, not just because of Crosswalk Pflugerville and not just because it's the word that we've adopted for the year, but because we know and we trust Jesus Christ is our Savior. We have got to become more open and more, uh, what's the right word, looking for those opportunities that are all around us. Are we going to miss some? Yeah, we're still going to miss some because there are things that, that we're on mission to get done. But when those opportunities are there, especially, especially when somebody that you're encountering and they cry out to you with a need, and needs have a big, broad definition, maybe they just need a little bit of time. They just need an ear for somebody to listen for just a second. Don't miss those opportunities. Don't. Don't just walk by because you got to get somewhere. Let God interrupt for just a few minutes because you don't know what may happen and what may change for that person that day in that moment. A quote that I love, Bob Goff. Um, this one's back to 2016. Uh, and, and to me, this really, this really fits. If we only love people who love us back, we make our faith look like a negotiation. And in those times when we have those opportunities to let somebody interrupt our life, we're not... This isn't something that we get to negotiate and, and pick and choose. It's an opportunity that God has given us then to take the time, to take a chance, to share His Word. And as it says in Romans 1.16, not to be ashamed of the good news that we live by. Because it's the power of God at work that will save everyone who believes. And we may have the opportunity to share with our life or with our words and change the course of someone else's destiny. Take the opportunity. Because, and we all know this to be true, it's not going to come back around. If you miss it, if you pass it by, and you don't take that chance when it pops up, that opportunity, it's not going to be there when you come back.
And we can't be too busy to do what God has called us to do. So let's pray together this morning. Father, this morning, again, God, we do, we, we honor you, we praise your name. Uh, and God, there's, there's for us, it's, it's so easy to say there's so much going on and, and we get lost in the, in the craziness. But God, those opportunities, those, those chances, you put people in front of us and in our paths all the time. And God, I, I pray in our commitment, um, just like Peter and John did, that we would, we would stop and take the chance to invest in a life to share who you are and to show your love to everyone around us. Not because and not just for Crosswalk Pflugerville, but for your kingdom. God, again this morning, we just we thank you for the truth of your word, the strength of your word, the peace that we find in your word. And Father, this morning... Uh, as we worship you again, God, for each of us, speak to the, those things that we need. And God, I pray that we can, we can rest in you and trust in you even a little bit more. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.